something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio Home of the premier radio bowling talk show PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, which is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to finding solutions to scoring issues in bowling. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industry's Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to this great sport. And with over 1,200 shows spanning 21 years, this may be the longest-running podcast in human history. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is brought to you by the Keiko Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling, every area of our great sport. And our guest this week is the Hall of Fame bowling writer who has been here many times before. And once again, we want to remind you to get your pencils and paper ready for some information that you'll need to write down. His appearance here has been very popular because we all love the past. And he has captured it with hundreds of pictures that we can all go see. You have all heard his impressive resume before, so let's get him out of here. Phantom fans, here's my good friend, the great Jim Goodwin. Hello, Jim, and how you doing? Hello, Phantom. I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good, and it's um, it's a pleasure to be back on your show. Uh, it's great hearing your wonderful voice. I wish I had as good a voice as you do, but you know, we promised to have you back, and the emails I've received over the last couple of weeks that our listeners love your pictures. So let's start by telling our listeners how and where they can go see them, okay? I know they're on Facebook, but you might have to explain how to do that. Well, I think you just uh, go to Facebook and put in my name, you know, Jim Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N. If that doesn't work, uh, add the word bowling, and I'm sure that it will come up, and then all you have to do is uh, uh, click on uh, the first one and start scrolling. Or there's even a way you can look at several of them at a time. But uh, there's over 2,000 pictures there, so I think people will really in, enjoy looking at them for as long as they have the time. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, I get these emails and text messages you know, throughout the week about, oh, I love that picture. I haven't seen that for this many years and blah, blah, blah. So that's one of the great ideas that you came up with, as usual, to do this. Let's get it going. You know, I've got a list that I have enjoyed, and I want to mention them to you so you can further explain what they are. So if you would, tell us about the one with Leandla Wagner that had her with a tough motorcycle-looking guy, and it said, Bad to the bone. What was that all about? <laughs> well, you, that's Leila and Dennis Jakes, and they um, 
they were promoting a new bowling ball from AMF called the XS. It was solid white bowling ball, I think. Uh, you know, a lot of people have had ideas for white bowling balls. I think I heard a story from Bill Christman one time said they had a they had a plan for a uh, a white ball called a snowstorm, and they actually canceled it because that ball came out. Some people really liked the ball and the way it performed, but the problem with it is that it it got real dirty. You know, if it's if it's white and you're using it in a in a bowling center that's not squeaky clean, you know, the the ball's going to get pretty dirty. But that that poster was very very popular. You know, they des- dressed them up like bikers and. Uh, and I think everybody uh, really enjoyed uh, getting that poster. I, I, I got one from Leala at one of the Bowl Expos, I think. She autographed it. It's uh, it's hanging in my office. Wow, yeah, that was an awesome picture. I, I love that. I saw that. I didn't even recognize Dennis Jakes, but she sure got out of character in that because she's so pretty and, you know, and discreet looking all the time, and he got her looking bad. That was cool. Yeah, she's an all-American girl, and there, there they had her all dressed in leather like a biker chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, here's another one. It's got uh, Brad Edelman, Jack Cook, and Josh Orr, and he's holding a check for $100,000. What's that all about? Wow, Josh is a great guy. He's, uh, he's from Terrell, Texas. That's where he spends most of his time at the bowling center there. And Terrell, and years ago, uh, we bowled in a in a league with uh, Randy Little's Bowling Center in Garland, Texas. It's a, in fact, it's where they had the U.S. Open one time, the Women's U.S. Open in 1993. But we bowled league with Josh, and one night he shot 858 in that league, which wow. was unheard of at that time. You know, it's a huge series. It's before the 900 started started hitting the books. He shot 858, and the only thing he left was a solid seven, an eight, and a nine. He didn't, I mean, there were no weak shots, and that, that could have been the first 900. But uh, we knew he was a great bowler then, and, and uh, a few months after that, he went to the, the high roller, the first time he'd ever bowled in a high roller, and he won the $100,000 top prize. So really good guy. So is he still around? I haven't heard yeah. of him lately. Yeah, he is. He's still around. He's still he comments on the, on the, my photos, and in fact, he commented on that one. He said, "Yeah, I'm still here, and and in fact, I'm still hanging out in Terrell." Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> All right, here's another one. Uh, it's kind of an inside one, uh, actually. Um, it's called the Three Amigos. It's got. Uh, I'm just going to give you the initials because I'm going to give you a trivia contest here. Who is J D J G? And DS, who are the three amigos? That would be uh, that'd be me, me and you and Jim Dressel, wouldn't it? Is that who's in it, or is it? No, the one was DS. It was at the Gold Coast. Oh gosh, I don't know who the third. Who's the third one? Uh, yeah, he's a good buddy of yours. He's no longer with us. He was a great bowler and a great rider. He ran a bowling center in Southern California. You're gonna have to tell me. I'm. Uh, Dick Steffler. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. The, the three amigos. Yeah. yeah, we took that, or I think Susie Steffler took that that picture for us. Either either Susie or my wife CJ, they took that picture at the. Uh, we used to go to that Italian restaurant in uh, at the Gold Coast, 
in uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, every time we'd get together, we always got together with Dick and Susie and Jeanette Robbins, Robinson and her husband Dick, and we had a great time every time we got together. And that guy, I, as you know, you know, he was from California. He ran Kona Lanes for many years, and had a wonderful sense of humor. I mean, he and he didn't hold anything back. He always he always told it like it was. He you know, somebody did something that was a little offbeat. He'd call him a dunderhead. And he was a he he wrote a great uh, a great column one time about Jim Dressel falling out of the grandstand at the U.S. Open. But it, it was hilarious. We had it. It was so good. We had a Walt Steinsick draw a cartoon about it, and and uh, and we had it framed, and he hung it in his office when he was working at the BJ in Chicago. You know, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was, on Facebook. I uh, clicked on a link, and Dick was bowling on TV uh, way back in the day against Billy Hardwick and uh, Jerry Hale. Remember that? Yeah, I think he finished second in that in that tournament. That was kind of his claim to fame in PBA competition. And, of course, he was very qualified to, to bowl because he, he went for all back-to-back 300 games. So he was a, he was a great bowler before he was a great proprietor. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that kind of surprised a lot of people. Uh, they knew he was a proprietor. They knew he was a writer. They didn't know he could bowl, but he could bowl. That's no doubt about it. Yep. All right, here's another one. Uh, it's got some nostalgia to it. Uh, it's two of your favorites, my favorites, too. Uh, and I'm just going to give you their first names, Walt and Jane. Yeah, Walt and Jane Steinsick. Yep. You know, they're uh... – yeah, of course, Walt is the world's greatest uh, bowling cartoonist. Always, always was, and always will be. And uh, we lost him in 2010, but he, you know, he was 80, but he uh, drew thousands of cartoons over the years, and and we really, we really miss him. And he did all kinds of things for, for he did a lot of stuff for Kegel. He did some of Kegel's. Uh, uh, cartoons for their ads that they ran in magazines, and he did a lot of cartoons for Steve Sanders at the Mini Eliminator, and you know you just call him up and and give him a subject, and he would he could come up with a cartoon about it, and did a lot of custom for his friends, and sent out custom Christmas cards with his cartoons. He was a he was an amazing guy, and his uh, you know and his wife his wife Jane was there you know at his side the whole time. Yeah, he was what a mind he had. He could. He could see things that we didn't even think about until he drew them on the paper. And uh, you're right. He did a lot of things for Kegel. And just so that you know and the people know, he never charged a dime for these beautiful color uh, cartoons that he drew. I know John Davis had to finally slip him some money under the table, but he never sent him a bill or anything. And, you know, nobody realizes how, how much work that takes uh, he yeah, was he one did. heck of a guy. As a matter of fact, uh, just to complete the record here, um, he was supposed to be at Bowl Expo because he was going to win the John Davis Award on the way before he even left town. He had a heart attack at home, and he never showed up. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I remember him. how sad that was. In fact, that when that, you know, when that happened, it was like I don't know, three o'clock in the morning. He was getting up, getting ready to leave, and. And um, he collapsed, and Jane, Jane called me, and and she and got me on the phone. Of course, I told her to call nine one one, and she did, and they got there really quick. But but it was too late. But uh, that was a bittersweet bowl expo because you know we're always happy at bowl expo, but we were so.
certainly sad uh, that Walt wasn't there with us. For sure. All right, uh, here's another one. I don't know if I should try to test you or not because I'm catching it by surprise. They can't say that we script this show because we don't. you don't know what I'm going to even ask you. But there's another picture here. It's got uh, John and John and Chuck. Three pictures of three guys from, from the New York area. And I one, got it. I know, I know which one that is. Okay, go ahead. John Laspina, John Patraglia. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and Chuck, that's a Chuck who? And Chuck Pisano. Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very three good. three of the great guys from New York, New Jersey. And um, you know, you couldn't ask for, for three better people and and I, I happened to catch all three of them together and what a great group that is. And, and of course John Laspina, you know, is a chairman of the B V L now and he's done so many good things for that and and uh, Johnny Petraglia is one of their greatest representatives, and and Pisano will probably always be considered the greatest bowling writer of all time. I used to call him the dean of bowling writers because, <laughs> you know, he did he did like six thousand columns and worked for newspapers and worked for television, and of course, PBA. He's in every Hall of Fame you can think of. I think there was a he's in a dozen Halls of Fame. So you know what a what a terrific guy he was. Yeah, he sure helped help start that PBA, and uh, it was sad to see him go. I'll tell you what, we all miss him. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was a charter charter member of the PBA, I believe. Yes, he was, and he was a decent bowler back in the day, too. Yeah, shot an eight-something, uh, I think, when he was uh, 18 years old. Yeah, that's right. All right, here's one. It's an old photo with an old-timer. Its name is Buddy Finkelberg. Who's that? Yeah, Buddy was the the guy that um, most people credit for starting the Megabuck era. Megabuck tournaments, you know, became very very popular for for you know dozen or more years. And uh, Buddy started this tournament called the American Dream Classic, and I think it was in the the first one was in the Chicago area. And then somebody somebody said to him, you know, you need to take that thing to Vegas, and so. The second year, he took it to uh, Las Vegas, and and I think that's probably a picture of him. And uh, I think the guy that won it was Joseph Ello. He started the uh, the Mega Buck tournaments, and, and then from that sprung the High Rollers and the Mini Eliminators and a lot of the other tournaments that followed after that that so many people bowled in for so many years. Yeah, that was huge. I remember they had a couple of years there in a row that, First place was two hundred grand. I'll tell you what, that was yeah. unheard of money back in those days for sure. Yeah, I think I think uh, Brad's uh, high roller got up to a quarter of a million at one time. All right, well here's one. You mentioned this name already, and you didn't even know I was going to use him in this in this column program. But uh, it was with Randy Little and John Amend in front of a mansion. What was that one all about? Well, Randy, Randy was working with John Amend, and he, uh, John, uh, kind of fell in love with bowling. He, like he did it as a hobby, and he would go into the Showplace Garland Center that I mentioned earlier, that Randy was the general manager of, and he got to know Randy, and then, and he had a lot of money. He had a company called Workplace USA, which was very successful uh, architectural construction company. And uh, they became friends, and then 
And uh, I think John hired Randy. He like doubled his. He said, "Come to work for me, and I'll double your salary," or something like that. And uh, they got together, and John was going to build like a hundred bowling centers, and they 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 had all kinds of plans. And then things went south in his in his company, and it never happened. But I did a, a Bowler's Journal story about uh, about all the the plans that he had, and Randy was his uh, his advisor and and good friend that uh, guided him through the bowling world and it's too bad that it didn't uh, didn't pan out but it was very exciting for a couple of years or more yeah randy was a pretty big time guy down in the southwest down there right yeah randy of course the the whole little family randy and his his dad keith little and in, in the business and his aunt alta little and and you know they had a a lot of folks that were involved in the in the bowling and the restaurant business, and it was a great family, and we really enjoyed uh, being with them and and knowing them to this day. Yeah, you just aged me because uh, I hadn't thought about Keith for a long time, but that's how old I am. I go back with Keith Little. Holy mackerel! <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a good bowler, a good athlete. He was a professional baseball player. I remember hearing and, about that. And, yeah. Um, and a bowler, and he, in fact, he, they had a tournament in Houston one time, and he finished second to a, a guy that we both know named Don Carter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't too bad back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Don, I, I just saw the other day that uh, Paula went into the Ladies Hall of Fame. Yeah, finally, I think, you know, I, I saw I put that thing on the on the Facebook, and I said. I said, you know, most people are going to see this and they're going to say, wow, I can't believe she's not already in that Hall of Fame. But she's in quite a few Halls of Fame, but she never did go into the, the PWBA Hall of Fame until just a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. All right, I'm going to let you rest your voice for a minute. But uh, before I do let you rest your voice, I want you to tell our listeners one more time how they can see all your stuff. And I know it's at Facebook, but remind them because they got their pencils and paper ready. Yeah, just go to Facebook and put in, you know, put in my name, Jim Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N, and it should come up. And, um, you know, if you don't get it, add the word bowling, and you'll, it should come up, and you'll see at the very top, you'll see a, a photo that says bowling alleys that I took down at Pat Sanello's Bowling Center in Fort Myers, Florida. And then you can just start scrolling the photos. They go all the way back to 2017, and I try to do a brand new one every single day. So there's yeah, a lot who, of them there. What is the famous saying that you say say about each picture? Well, this photo of the day, every one of them tells a story. Boy, and you know, and that's kind of kind of what we're talking about right now because there is, you know, they say a picture picture is worth a thousand words. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's certainly worth a paragraph or two. Well, I'll tell you, I love it. I, I you know, I used to do this uh, <clears throat> Bowler's Journal, and I'd get that every month, and I'd go to the back page because I wanted to read the back page part, and I go way back with Byron Schumann and and, and Jim Dressel and all that. Yeah, I even do it to this day. I open up Facebook, I want to see all those pictures. I scroll all the way through the whole thing. But I love it, man. That just might be me, but I'm seeing all these emails and texts I'm getting from people. So I want to continue this with you as long as you want to do it once a month or so. Before we get into all that, uh, I got to talk a little bit about 
my Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club that we started on March 15th. You know, uh, I'm getting a little long in the teeth and uh, done most everything, you know, on the regular tour, the men's tour and the senior tour. And now that I'm getting a little bit older, I've been concentrating on the juniors because they are very, very exciting. And if you ever go to a junior tournament, you're going to see something that you won't believe because you think they're a bunch of little kids. Well, these kids nowadays are just unbelievable. They they know how to draw a bowling ball when they're 10 years old. We didn't know that. In fact, Hardwick and Dick Weber at 50 didn't know how to draw a bowling ball. But the kids nowadays are just so excited about it, and they really don't want the lanes to be real easy. They want them to be tough and challenging. And, and uh, I know that's our future, and I want to give them some expos. Uh, on my radio show so every one of these shows that we have is going to include the kids and we're up to almost a hundred entries by now and uh, they're members and uh, we don't charge them a penny and if they just join we give them a prize if they send in a comment to the radio show oh I like your show or I don't like your show or whatever their comment is we send them another prize and on and on and on so if they want to become a booster, their parents, and help us out a little bit with some of these prizes, we'll have them and their parents on the show. And we'll just talk bowling. That's all we want to do is talk bowling. The kid wants an, uh, a lesson from somebody over the Internet. Uh, I had one about three weeks ago. A kid called me up, and he says, well, okay, here's my question. I, I want to, I'm a lefty, and I, I can't make a seven pin. Do you know Jason Couch? Can you have him tell me how to make a seven pin? And so I contacted Jason, and I'm pretty sure he said that he was going to send him a note. I haven't heard either one yet, but uh, the mail's a little bit slow now and then. But that's what this is all about. We're going to give them some exposure. Who knows? You never know. Maybe a, a Buddy Finkelberg or somebody will walk along and say, you know, we, we want to give these kids some, some more money to bowl for. And the PBA has a junior program. Uh, they don't get the money that they bowl for in these tournaments, but it goes into a, a smart account that the USBC holds for them. They have to use it in college. So it's a really a good idea for them to, to bowl those tournaments. But ours is not a tournament club. It's just a membership club where we're going to pass along knowledge and information to them and we'll give them some more exposure. But they can find us on on Facebook at the Phantom Radio Show. We have a page in there, and we have a wonderful staff, Brian Hirsch, young kid that knows all about the computer. He knows a lot of kids and a lot of parents. And then we got Sam Villarreal. Sam is the other part of our crew. He's the guy that draws all those pictures on Facebook. And then Dave Kowalski. He's a coach in Michigan where they got 7,000 junior bowlers. So he's well into junior bowling, too. So that's the four of us. We run this thing. It's all volunteer. So if anybody wants to help us out and be a booster, we'll give you lots of publicity on the on the Internet. And just contact me, either the parents or the juniors. And my uh, email address is it's the abbreviation for Save Our Sport. It's S-A-V-R-S-P-R-T at Yahoo.com. We answer all emails. 
and we're up all night. We never sleep. Sleep's a waste of time. <laughs> so that's why they call you the Phantom. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons I got my nickname was a Phantom. All right, Jim. Uh, I mentioned that. And that's a great want... thing you're doing with the with the juniors. I'm sure sure that Jason will contact that young man and and um, if they want to learn some history, maybe they can go look at some of these photos. So I hope they are interested in bowling history because it's a it's a great thing to have. Well, appreciate hearing all that. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to have you do the last one. I got one more picture here I want you to talk about. Um, <clears throat> it's a photo. It was taken in 1983. And it's uh, got, I don't know, 80 ladies in it, maybe. I can't <laughs> count them all, but it's the Women's Bowling Association. And I'm sure it was in Texas, correct? Yeah, yeah. The photo you're talking about was a, you know, I'm not even sure if I took the photo. I may or may not have, but it's been so long ago, 1983. It's got like 30 women in it from the Texas Women's Bowling Association uh, state tournament. And uh, Leo Poole, who was a director at that time, right in the middle of it. And uh, the amazing thing about that photo, it's a really nice color photo with um, 30 women. And if you if you look at it, you'll see that every one of them is smiling. And it's almost impossible to have, take a picture of 30 people and get all of them to smile. So um, there's a lot of, lot of teeth in that picture. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And there's a lot of great bowlers in it, you know, you know, people like Susie Reichley and Becky Justice and Merrill Alexander and Karen Noah and Gloria Alderman and Debbie Berry and like Cat LaCroix. But De Debbie lives in Fort Worth and she's on Facebook today. I was shocked when she sent me a, a list after she saw this photo. She sent me every single name that was in it. So if you wow. go to the comments below it, you can actually see the names of every of every one of these women that's in this photo. And there's, like I said, there's about 30 of them. Oh, that's awesome. Man, you know, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I've traveled all around the country many, many times on the PBA tour. Every time I've got to Dallas, Texas, you've never seen so many beautiful women in one town. Um, they all get dolled up. They all got their hair done. They all wear nice clothes and they're all pretty. I, I've never seen a bad-looking woman in Texas, tell you the truth. Um, and this picture shows that. They're a bunch of beautiful girls. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they take a lot of pride in, in in being Texan, I guess. But it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of beautiful ladies in this in this photo. And and they're all bowlers. They're all, and a lot of them are really, really good bowlers. There have been a lot of really good bowlers from the state of Texas over the years. In fact, right. you know, several of them are in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I recognize many of those names. Uh, I go way back myself. Uh, so what you're doing out there with all these pictures, you're reliving, his, reliving living history, and it's a wonderful thing to look back on. Uh, I know we all from time to time look back at our yearbooks, and we've got our wedding pictures on tables and all those kind of things. Uh, it's not a real good idea to live in the past, but boy, to refer to the past is a lot of fun, and and we all do that from time to time. So, pards, the old clock in the wall tells me we're out of time, and as usual, I can't believe how quickly the time flies on this show. And 
it's probably why they say it's the fastest show in all of sports, but I do appreciate you being on with us and giving us all the information. And as usual, I need an answer from you. Do you want to do this again next month? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like I, I've said many times, we'll, we'll never run out of material. And especially when I keep adding one every day, that, that one of the 30 ladies we talked about, you don't have to go very far back to see that. It, I, I did that one, I think, on May the 5th. So it, yeah. it'll be a pleasure to get together with you and, and uh, do some photos every month or so. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know I'll never catch up with you. We only do maybe 10 or 12, whatever it is, a, a, a show. And you got one out there for every day. And you got 2,400 of them in your files. But we'll try to catch up. Anyway, Forge, I really do enjoy talking to you. And I want to thank you again for taking the time and give our best to your wonderful wife, CJ. And we have a lot more to talk about as time goes by. And I'm going to get in touch with you again next month. So I want to tell our bowling fans to keep keep listening to our show and root for those junior bowlers. And uh, I'll see you all somewhere down the road for Phantom Radio. This is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing Oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I